Good morning, guys. This is DeAndre Wilson, and I'm here at Walgreens on Richmond Road in Texarkana, Texas, at 11:12 a.m. And I'm here to interview Miss Becky Ford for my Writing 102 Bridge Project. Question number one: um, I've heard from my resources that you have a big family. Uh, is this true, and how has this shaped the way you think or your identity? For most, yes, this is a big family. So I am one of six children, the second oldest. Um, five girls, one boy. Uh, so eight of us total, uh, with me growing up. Now that if you take us into consideration with the marriages, the kids, so nieces, nephews, there's probably about 40 of us all together. Wow, 40? Probably, if you get us all together, probably about 40 with husbands, wives, kids, parents, yeah, it's probably at least 40. That's huge. Wow. It is huge. How does it shape the way I think? I guess if you're an only child or grow up with a small family or even a big age difference between you, you're used to getting your way. You're used to getting everything handed to you. When you grow up with six kids, that's not the case. You share, you take your turn, you wait your turn, you, you, know, you split everything. You didn't have your own room growing up. You know, you hand, clothes were hand-me-downs. I, I mean, that's just how it was. Um, so you learn to be patient, but you also learn to look for people's differences because every single one of us is different. None of us are alike. I like that. I like that. Even though I like how even though y'all are in the same family, and how you said that everyone is They're different. They're all different. All I like different. See, I wish I could have a big family because you know I'm an only child, and I like. Well, I feel and like that's, that I get that. so. I only have one. So Zachary is my only child. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with six kids in my family. My husband is one of five. We decided we only wanted one because we both did the big family thing growing up, and we knew what it was like. So we only have one. So that's, like, that's another difference. So where you, and now my son has three. So we said, okay, I don't want to grow him growing up in a big family. But he said, no, I want a big family. So it's, it's a different how he saw things because he was given everything where we weren't. So you might be the same way. When you start to have kids, you're going to be like, no, I want more than one because I'm still country. Um, I left there when I was 15. So that's hard to distinguish the difference between there and here. Because there I was a child. Here is where I'm living and making a life. So it's hard to say. And then we actually moved from New York to Ohio. Lived in Ohio for quite a few years, then moved to Texas. It's... Life is where you make it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it doesn't matter where you're at. You just find something to do. You find things to do. You find family and friends. I like, I like that quote. That's legendary. <laughs> legendary. Um, how did being... Or, okay, I already read that. Uh, how has having Zach changed your perceptions about life and certain gender identities? And uh, what certain examples do you recall about the various gender identities that having a boy had upon you? Growing up, that's all I wanted was a boy. I didn't want a girl. And now my son, he has three girls. So it was actually very different to me to have the girls because um, I'm a tomboy. So I do sports, demolition derby, race cars, all that stuff. So to me, a boy was perfect. 
Now my granddaughters, tomboys as well. So it's just the difference between them is it's not that much. You, you didn't see it until you, till the girls came into play. Um, like your mom, because it was just you, boys, boy by boys. So if you ever have a girl, it'll be a culture shock at first, because you're like, oh my God, what do I do with a girl? Is she going to be girly? Is she going to be want her hair done all the time? It wasn't. As to the whole gender identity thing, I don't know what's happening in the world with that. I'm not going to lie. It just seems really weird to me. If that's what they want to believe, that's fine. It doesn't affect me, so it doesn't bother me, I guess. Some people get offended by it. Some people will say, oh, it's, it's not how it's supposed to be. That's how they see themselves. So you're basically saying that it just uh, determines on perception rather than... Yes. My perception of somebody saying, well, I want to be identified as a boy. Okay. I just got to change what I call you. And we actually had an employee who used to work here who was female when she worked here who is now gender transitioning, I guess, into a boy. So now I just have to know to call him a different name. Doesn't affect me. What he has done or she has done, however you want to classify it, doesn't affect me. My, her happiness or his happiness, once again, however you want to clarify it, it doesn't affect me. I'm glad they're happy. That's what they want. Go for it. Happiness is the goal in life. I like it's, it. Like I, said, I like it. It doesn't affect us in any way. Uh, in elaborate detail, can you describe your social, economic, and political advantages, standpoints, and disadvantages while being a woman in this changing modern society? There are differences in being a woman in any kind of a leadership role. Most men will disagree with that. Most women, most women will agree with me. Um, not that it, you can't get there. But once you're there, I guess, is where we see most of the differences. So if you take myself, for example, versus the gentleman across town who's in the same position I am, it's like they listen to him more than they listen to me. And he will be giving them my ideas. But because it comes from him, they listen. If I say the exact same thing, they don't. That's kind of, oh, that's messed up. It is, but after a while, we, I mean, we actually find it amusing. Um, the two of us, we have a motto together that it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. That's how we go with things. <laughs> it's true though. So the two of us will do the exact same thing that we know is not necessarily wrong, but not the right way the company wants it done. So we both do it. They will come in and they will criticize me for it and applaud him for it, for the exact same thing. Mm, that's and we've and we've gotten together on this because you know, we know it. So we we define it amusing now. Does it bother me? To an extent, but nothing big time. Okay, okay. Because I know some of the ideas coming out of his mouth are mine. Reflecting back on my podcast with Miss Becky Ford, I got a better understanding of how the concept of identity is brought with you throughout the journey of life. It answered the question that one's identity is carried into your future to resemble how one perceives life. It left me with the question of how does an identity originate from? This podcast also made me realize conversation with one who is different from you suggests that it is very complex to completely understand one, but it is very possible to understand if you communicate and listen to another person. 
And finally, this conversation helped me see that Miss Ford's past is what led her to her present identity. I discovered that differences or similarities are perceptions that can build future relations.